Um, should be volume. okay. Is that like, does it sound okay? Because last week's sounded amazing. Yeah. And that for, and, for and a it mic sounded that cost me half what my old one cost. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> like it sounded good before and after you had to hold it too. So, yeah. I remember, I remember the catastrophe happened. <laughs> And then, yeah, the, the clamp, and then the further the catastrophe, as as the other one. yeah. And then the further catastrophe of me forgetting the recording stuff. But it is recording oh, the right. video. I'm looking at it right now. It's fine. God okay. damn it! So before anything else changes, five, four, three, two, and one. What? Hello world, is a song that we're singing. Come on, get happy. Ladies and gentlemen, mesdames, messieurs, bienvenue, welcome to the happy hour. God damn it! I just I use my watch now for the count for for like the time of how much this is, and then a fucking notification came up. It's like, hey, Dave, guess what? Stuff happened. I'm like, thanks, no thanks, appreciate it. Oh my god! Hello, Habs listeners, welcome back to the happy hour. My name is David OJ at Metal Dave Zero Two on Twitter. Joined as always by not Beth, but Veronica. Yeah, I'm sick. Yeah, I'm putting on a good show. Got a lot, <laughs> got a lot on my face right now. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I'm at c h i l e underscore pepper on Twitter. And we're the Happy Hour. Uh, at Happy Hour on Twitter.com. Uh, Happy Hour Pod on Instagram. Happy Hour.com and YouTube.com slash Happy Hour for all your Happy Hour needs. Um. Oh my god! And then I just had to reset something on my camera that I forgot about. But here we go. So okay, we got to get uh, uh one huge bit of news out first. Uh, Veronica, our friend D says hello. Oh, how's it going, D? There you go. Okay, D said that I would not do that on air. Ha ha, D. <laughs> you fucked up. You hey, fucked D. around and found out. So there I it hear, is. I hear you moved, girl. Yeah. Shout out to D. Um, one of these days. Very important thing number two. And now, of course, I was just looking at the news. Can't remember who it's about. That's uh, that that's that's the way it goes, ain't it? Always the way it goes. It's what, very important. What sort, of, what sort of news? Oh, very, very happy news, wouldn't you know? Because we're all okay. just we're all we're all just about happy, happy people here. Oh, happy birthday, Lucas Vedemo. Bon nice. fete. Bon fete. Fet, thank you. Fet. He is. And um, e has a little hat. Yeah, the E with the hat. E. Correct. Yeah. Yes, very important. Um, he is currently, I believe, the Rocket, because I'm pretty sure he was not in the lineup last night for a for a fantastic game of hockey that was. Oh, uh, <clears throat> so um, that was. I a... was in and out of. I was in and out of my illness. Yeah. You thought it was a fever dream, and then the next day you thought, or you saw, oh my god, that actually happened. I actually, like, I actually lasted until I saw Jordy Ben score, and I was like, "Am okay, that's it's official, it's over." But we actually turned it back on, and we saw the the melee at the end there too. Oh yeah, started oh, by yeah. Pizzetta. Yeah, I could. Um, I'm sure they got all the penalties there. Oh yeah, there they are. Lots of penalties in this game. Yeah, lots to begin with. Yeah. Holy cow, there it is. Like, yep, the last 10 seconds, there they are. What a fucking waste of time that was. Anyways, we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. get to that. There's so much to unpack from that dreadful game. Yeah. Which is almost beyond dreadful for the standard that the Habs put this season. Yeah, is there a lot to unpack? Really? Well, no. So no coaches were fired today, as far as I know. Yeah, that was a. Uh, I was. I, ooh, buddy. Ooh, buddy. Yeah. <clears throat> Yikes. Yikes. Okay. Indeed. So, shall we start with our new bald as a cue ball general manager? Oh yeah, cue ball. <laughs> um, polar opposite of of Bergevin. The yeah, exactly right. So so finally, the general manager mystery was solved last week. Tuesday, the day after we record. So we had to sit on this one for an entire week. Yeah. And there it is. 
And it feels like a month ago. It does feel like a month ago. Because the Habs actually started playing games again. And then we had stuff to pay attention to. And some yeah, yeah. players came back. Some players left. And oh, we're going to talk about it all tonight. Let me tell you. Kent Hughes was named the Canadian general manager. The 18th in team history. And uh, as previously reported, he is bald as a cue ball. <laughs> And um, I'm fine with that. So is my boyfriend. If anybody thinks I meant anything bad by that, I don't. That, I might know why he's okay with that. <laughs> why? He He's also bald. Right, totally. Nailed it. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> I, if anybody thinks I'm not okay with bald, <laughs> bald is beautiful. Bald is beautiful. God bless yeah. our bald brethren <laughs> and brethrets as well. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Hughes earned a law degree from Boston College in 1996. Um, he is a player agent, but he made, like, a career after being a, uh, of being a player agent. Uh, he played, um, let's see, uh, played in college at Middle, Middlebury College, uh, Panthers, uh, colors from 88 to 92. Uh, so, you know, back in that day. Uh, holds several score, uh, school scoring records. I didn't so, know that. Yeah, but so several, sorry. several. What so, position? Yeah. Hmm, that's a great question, actually. I'm assuming I'm some wing. sort of, I'm assuming a forward of some sort. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was inducted into the Millbury College Sports Hall of Fame in 2020 before joining the NCAA. Captain the oh, Lac wow. Saint-Louis, Léon, in Quebec. And uh, he's from Beaconsfield. League midget, triple A. Beaconsville? V- field? Yeah. Beautiful part of the beautiful part of the city, Beaconsfield. Oh, nice! Lots oh, of great. beautiful, big, puffy trees. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like the older part of the West Island. He is a fifty-one-year-old uh, Montreal native. Yep, grew up in Beaconsfield, as you said. There he is. Uh, management experience, and uh, that's what I was looking for. Was the actual agency that he worked for, the Quebec-based firm Cortex Management. That's Cortex with two X's at the end for the, you know. Some uh, flair, yeah. One would say a little pizzazz, a little pizzazz, like pizzazz an office. Has two space. Z's at the end too. No shit. Yeah, or at least there was like a modeling agency that was called Pizzazz. Hmm. Maybe that they just spelled it that way too for flair. And for uh, speculation's sake, uh, Hughes himself represented Patrice Bergeron. Christopher Latang, Anthony uh, Bouvillier, uh, Darnell, and Darnell Nurse. Uh, he joined Did Cortex. Start- Sorry. Go ahead. Wasn't his first client Vincent Le Cavalier? Uh, I don't have isn't that, that here. Isn't that like? Wasn't that his big breakthrough? His brother, Vincent's brother, knows Hughes mm-hmm. and told him to take a meeting with him. Vincent Lacavalier met with like five other agents and then met with Hughes last. And he said, he's my guy. That's cool. Nice. Yeah. Handsome uh, double. He joined Cortex Management in 2016 following a merger with M5 Sports. A lot of stuff that I don't know about when it comes to uh, player agents and agencies. Yeah. Like, I didn't even know Cortex existed, honestly. Learning, learning lots, lots of new stuff. Yeah, complete other side of hockey. <clears throat> um. And yeah, at the time that Hughes joined the, you know, the Habs, he had more than 20 players that he represented. So very cool. So unlike Bergevin, Bergevin came from uh, the Blackhawks organization, which is not at all problematic, uh, came from a management and was a former player himself in the NHL. Hughes, collegiate player, stepped away from uh, the limelight or, you know, wasn't drafted or whatever the hell it was went to the management of players specifically and representing them. So that's a that's a that's going to bring a, an interesting perspective I think to the Habs management and one aspect I would assume he has is good relations with players and I think that's something that people have been really wondering about when it came to the old guard. You know, how do they treat players essentially? Mm-hmm. So I'll have to see. So with Kent and also with Chantel who said, you know, she's a player first person I imagine that there's going to be a lot of different yeah. dynamics to take into consideration. He's only had a week at the job so far, and whew, <laughs> what a week it's been. Yeah, and his job, it's it's not going to be like Bergevin's job. 
because no. he and Gordon are going to be working as a tandem. Mm -hmm. But he's, you know, his job is just going to be more facing the media and doing all of that because obviously, as we noticed at Hughes's introduction, Gordon doesn't speak a word of French. <laughs> Which is so, so endearing. It, it's it's going to be a tandem. It's going to be a different dynamic. It is, isn't it? I love how Gorton sits there at but, the table. And he fucking hates those meetings, you can tell. Oh, yeah. Like, Kent and Gorton are like, this is balls. This <laughs> sucks. But, um, Gorton, like, he sits at the table, like, watching somebody speak French, and a question at him, and he's like, he has that face, and he just, so focused it's not i'm not i'm not i'm not hammering on the guy i'm just saying no. i'm like he's that he's guy's in the zone fighting for his life right now <laughs> he's inevitably gonna pick some basics up but i'm not requiring him to learn a language i just want him to run the team yeah that's all hughes hughes is hughes is like i mean it doesn't seem that there were many people saying this but um, there was kind of a little, you know, Kent Hughes, that's not a Franco name. No, yeah. he's, he speaks flawless Montrealer. Oh yeah. That you he know? had some franglais going on. I'm like, this is awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> and, great. And Bridgman, when he first started, he hardly remembered French. He was so rusty. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I remember um, during his uh, press conference, which was on the ice, and that was apparently a big uh, production. Uh, they lowered the Titantron down, put the big uh, Sayash, you know, logo, the 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 new yeah. one for this year with the neons. What a wasted look for this season, man! Yeah, because I really do like that look that they have with the neons and everything. Yeah. God damn it! So well, that was that. But um, so that was lowered down. Apparently, that was all con uh, put together by the new management, Chantel. You know, John Lou had asked about that, and Chantel was like one of the big brains behind doing it on the ice. No surprise. Mm mm. Very There's cool. Sheriff in town. Yeah, there is. Let me just whip this thing out. <laughs> that always makes me like the three architects of that whole. God damn it. Um. The, the choice of Logan Mayu mm -hmm. and the way that it was handled subsequently. Botched. Oh, Those my God. Those three guys all got the axe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When, when, it when it came time to get the axe, because we were all like, Paul Wilson? Why Paul Wilson? Mm. Right? <laughs> but. Well, my God. I think, I really think how. Everything happened when Mayu probably played really, really hard yeah. into that decision. Yeah. Because yeah. first was the pick was made. There was an Instagram post already put together that was sent out like a minute or two after the pick. Tom Wills, I mean, uh, uh, Trevor Timmons oh. disastrous yeah. press conference. <laughs> oh my God. Um, Bears events too wasn't all that much better. And then it yeah. was like, it was one week, then another week, and it was backpedaling, backpedaling, backpedaling. Yeah. Desjardins threatened to cut sponsorship yes. and all sorts of stuff. I mean, they got hammered. Yeah. Unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess for the team's interest, none of the sponsors cut out. Um, but at least, I suppose, some displeasure was yeah. voiced and it was heard. Yeah. And, well, yeah. now we have new management. Yeah. I guess, well, best you can ask for, I suppose. Yeah. So there's that. That's the news on that's the news on Kent Hughes. We're and gonna have a segment on the happy hour called News with Hughes. News with Hughes. He God. um he was always Gordon's pick. I mean, it was very nice <clears throat> that they did all the all the lip service about how they were it's gonna be diversity, 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 diversity. I think they met one woman. Yeah. One and person I'm... of color. I have a feeling that the one woman, too, was probably picked up by uh, Vancouver just this past uh, few days no, ago. No, she didn't meet with him. She oh. didn't meet with them. It was that. It was the other woman whose name escapes me. There was a list of 10 names that was put out. Patrick Watt was on the list. I still can't believe they met with him. I guess they have to as a courtesy. Yeah. But, now that's um, lip Kevin service. Weeks, yeah. Kevin Weeks mm -hmm. um, and Luongo... Yeah, that but, was my pick. 
Robert, bring in Rob. <laughs> bring in Rob. He can speak French and Italian. Got to, yeah. You got to think of our Italian friends up in Montreal, you know. But it sounds like from the start, it was it was Hughes's job to lose. We read between the lines of what Gordon said. Yeah. Reached out to him first and then let him come back to him. And um, that was a big decision to leave behind it. Like what is more than likely a very lucrative practice that he had but he had no choice because it was the montreal canadians that's right he was offered he was offered the the job to by gorton at the new for the new york rangers and the, they said why did you accept it this now when you turned down the rangers and he said montreal canadians this isn't the goddamn habs for god's yeah. sake yeah <laughs> yeah and it oh. was it was very well received across the league the news that news he's he's quite well liked that's good. It's always good to have somebody that people like. Makes things go a bit smoother. Yeah. One hopes, at least. Yeah. Because Bezervan too was well liked. He was known as a as a jokester. Yeah. And we've seen that a few times. Yeah. Now we're now we're not gonna get any of that from Kent Hughes. No. We had a decade of charades from yeah. Bergevin. <laughs> Huge arms. Yeah. Awkward golf trips. Yeah. Potted plants, <laughs> suits, the hair. The hair. Ah, oh, we're not going to get the any tattoos. of that. The like tattoos. all of a sudden, he's got these giant <laughs> sleeves. <laughs> yeah, that guy. What a. Whew. Uh, there's anyone I want to go out, you know, with on a, and get a drink with. It's probably Mark <laughs> Bergevin. Get. Oh yeah. Just get his real thoughts on everything. Yes. I doubt. Anyway. He's I, sitting on a beach somewhere. Exactly. I doubt. Oh that no, he got the job in LA. He'll be sitting on a beach somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there exactly. it is. So I doubt that you're going to run across a lobby for Kent Hughes when you see the Habs when they're in Vancouver. No. If I run into him, I'll be like, "Hey, I know who you are." Mm -hmm. That's about it. I'll run across the lobby this time, like, "Hey, it's Kent Hughes," and then <laughs> you're like, "Jesus Christ, kid," or person. <laughs> yeah, I know. So all right, and also, but. Credit where it's due, of course. Uh, Vancouver Canucks hire uh, Emily Castonguay. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. As an assistant general manager. Uh, another glass ceiling broken. Now there's one or probably two more that have to go. And that is, bam, an actual female general manager. And then a yeah. female owner of a team. Yeah. Let's yeah. see about that. Also, anybody person of color would be great. But a lady getting up there is very cool. Yeah. That is very, very, very cool stuff. Very, very, very cool. Um, so general manager, bam, welcome to, we are now in the Hughes era, the Montreal Canadiens. And, uh, well, when he took the helm, have seemed to have a fire on their, on their ass. However, we got to talk about this. Yoel Armia and Cole Caulfield were placed on COVID protocol list. Uh, so they're out for mm, probably until the end of this week. I yeah. believe they'll be back in Montreal. Sometime this week. Uh, funny enough, they're stuck in Minnesota, apparently. So they have to stay in the U.S. And they've been skating together <laughs> whenever yeah, they have time, apparently. So, yeah, those two would have been nice yesterday. Um, Alex Belzeal, back in Laval. He was pulling waivers. 30-year-old player is uh, back with the AHL team. Man, that guy. How many times have he, has he been on the waiver wire? This must have been like three, four Five mm -hmm. times Alex Belzeal now. Not I have anything against him, but Tied teams up. don't want him for some reason. Seems mm -hmm. pretty serviceable in the AHL, at least, though. Mm -hmm. Um, Canadian prospect Frederick Dickchow. Dickchow. Danish hockey team. Uh he was uh he was part of the Olympic roster for them. So he'll be playing goalie for the Danes in uh the Winter Olympics. Wait, right? Yeah, okay, good. On top of a ton of other people that I don't know. Wow. Mm -hmm. Man, the Danes. They have such excellent sounding names. Yeah. Mikael Bodker. That's awesome. Okay. I'd love to go to Copenhagen. Oh, my God. I was just speaking to a friend that I met in Japan. Her name's Laura. We met in Kyoto. And um, <clears throat> because we spoke, both spoke English... We kind of walked around one of the shrines together, and she said, whenever I'm in Sweden, please, you know, look me up. I'm like, fuck yeah. I want to do that. Yeah. So, 
You know what was funny? One of the first things she mentioned to me is like, what the fuck's wrong with your healthcare system in the States? I'm like, <laughs> because she's a doctor. Very yeah. fancy. Yeah, it was kind of weird. I met like a bunch of doctors Sweden over there. It has like a university too. What's that? All the, all the socialist countries are the happiest places. Yeah. They're all the happiest places. The happiness index. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Completely brainwashed. It's crazy. People in the United States don't want things that are good for them. Mm -hmm. And now, now, of course, we're supposed to care about the goddamn Ukraine. Interesting. Wonder where all that money went to go to war with Russia. Anyway, revised dates for the Canadians games that were postponed. Um, There's a big old list of them. One, two, three, four, five, six. I'm going to count on air. Seven, eight, nine, nine, nine. Twelve games have been rescheduled. Um, All of them, a good majority of them, are going to take place during what was, I believe, the bye week. Ooh, let me actually double check that. Uh, because in February, we were supposed to get a bye week for the Habs, but they might not do that anymore because, well, reasons. We missed so many games. Exactement, yeah. Tabamac. Uh, I'll find it. I can't find it. I thought I could. Why is it so difficult now? Ah, oh, nope, found it. Everything's fine. Oh, okay, let's see. Oh, shoot. They already updated it before I can really check it. Okay, but yeah. W what was a bye week is now not a bye week. Now the Habs have games uh, during uh, that uh, week. So starting, let's see, what was it? February 8th to, yeah, the 8th, the 10th, the 12th, 13th, 17th, 20th, 21st, 23rd. So like that whole month has a bunch of our revised games. Then there's one in March that got uh, put there. And then three additional games in April. To really make up all those, all those, uh, all those games, interesting. So, well, there it is. There's 12 games that the Habs have not played. <laughs> oh God, what a weird season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard it was either today or yesterday that um, the premier in uh in my in Quebec who I can't Legault right. Yeah, François Legault, thank you. Legault, yeah. Legault, sorry. Legault. Désolé. May, uh, he was saying that they were going to increase capacity at the Bell Center to 500 people. It's like, what? 500? I mean, I can I can understand the, 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 the height of caution that they want to take, but you can probably do like 1,000 people with six feet distance in, if you really want to. 500 seems quite middling. Yeah, we watched the Canucks game on Sunday. Yeah, and there was not a lot of people there, and I think it was because of the, because of the, you know, the restrictions or whatever. But it was more than five hundred. What was the uh, what was the what was the card? What was the match? Canucks and who? <sighs> oh God, who knows? I don't know. Max is the fan, not me. <laughs> Shit. Uh, <clears throat> if it was like oh. Arizona, it's like ah. Not not much of a draw. Yeah, there. right, right, right. So, it was it was a disappointing game for the Canucks. I remember that? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. We came home for it. Mm. Yeah. Their disappointing team. Wow. No, it was a disappointing game. Mm. Mm -hmm. It was a disappointing game. They they were um, like so far out of a playoff spot. Like not one month six weeks ago yeah and they've been winning a lot and they're like they've got that new coach there Bruce oh Woodrow. yeah and they, they've been winning a Bruce. lot with him so there it is bit, there's a glimmer of hope mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> he's a fucking character that he's guy. he's very cool i like bruce boudreau yeah. quite a bit my, one of my favorite hockey gifts is uh yeah is, is the darn of his <laughs> it's not saying darn but it's pretty no yeah. <laughs> oh God, I want to. Oh man, freaking Ducharme was upset yesterday over things. I mean, I I've never seen. I didn't him. really have an idea. Oh, he's been okay. We'll we'll get there because there's still some more stuff. Uh, Jake Allen, my God, missing eight weeks. Oh, is that the final verdict? Yeah, following uh against uh the Golden Knights, he had an injury. Like I think the wasn't it that he tweaked something during warmups and then he tried playing and then like no and then he left. Yeah, he was injured during the first period. Oh, yeah, excuse yeah, there me. Was somebody said something about the, that he could have like the skate could have cut one of his tendons or something like that. 
somebody was saying today. I think that that was that kind of a collision. You know, it's kind of crazy. I was uh, doing some laundry yesterday. I was uh, looking at my hockey socks and I have like those fancy nylon ones, not like straight cotton, you know, regular socks, like nylon ones. And there is a clear slash in in one of them where a skate was. I'm like, oh, that could have been a problem. But, you know, pads and everything. So correcting myself, he was injured during the first period in the game against Boston. And that was on January 12. And now they just got the verdict on the 21st, which is Jesus, just four or five days ago, that he is definitely going to be out for eight weeks. Uh, eight weeks. Jesus, that's fucking. Oh boy. Uh, one, two, three. Montembeau also injured. Six, seven, eight. That would bring him back in mid March for the playoff push, of course. <laughs> Absolutely bonkers. Can't believe it. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah, that happens. They have to play late into April. Or do we usually have games in the May? Am I am I losing my mind? No, it's I think that it's because the, like you know, and the trade deadline here is also at the end of March when it's usually at the end of Feb. Like there's there's some kind of weird really thing that's gone on. Yeah, March twenty third or something like that. The trade deadline has to be a COVID thing, huh? Yeah, it has to be a COVID. Thing. Has to be. Has to be. Yeah, Absolutely. We, we're Listeners, it has to be. The regular season around my birthday. Yeah, that's, it's how, I, that's how I remember. Very important day, by the way. In normal years. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna be eighteen. That's right. It's gonna be like such a ah, oh, what a what a momentous occasion that's gonna be. <laughs> such a such a milestone. You can't <laughs> quite rent a car yet, but it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, bunch of um updates to the Habs roster in the past week. Jeff Petrie and Josh Anderson were game time decisions. Let's see if that's the 22nd. Let's see what we're talking about here. Uh, For, yeah, the game against the Avalanche. That's right, over the weekend. They did end up playing, I believe. Uh, Jonathan Drouin, out. Mm. And he was also, he was out on Saturday and he was out yesterday. Uh, Montembeau, yep, minor injury as well. So that means uh, Caden Promo and Mick Niven are finally our one and two in the freaking Habs. Holy oh hell did they get lit up yesterday. And we're going yeah. to talk about that still. While Paul Byron and Brendan Gallagher, they are practicing in Montreal currently. So once the team is back home, maybe this week we'll finally see Paul Byron hit the ice for the first time yeah. with the Habs. Crazy. Absolutely nuts. Yeah. Him and Edmondson. Woo. Yeah. What a bad, bad season. Yep. Okay, so now we got to talk about Jordan Subban. Uh, there was an incident, I believe, yesterday, day before now, uh, where, of course, they, they don't, of course, I'm looking at this article and doesn't uh, mention the uh, the offending player. A player made a gesture at uh, Jordan Subban, but also at Boko Imama as well. Canada. Oh, Canada yes, that, that would be the player against uh, Subban. I'm not, I don't recall uh, who made the gesture at uh, Boko Amama there. Unfortunately, I don't have it in front of me. I only have the NHL coverage. People are just filming on their phones, so it's not as. Yes, and it's right. There's going to be opinions one way or another, but, you know, you, you, guys, you guys have to put into context that you have to realize if this is upsetting somebody to that degree. Whether or not, you know, they're misinterpreting anything, you got to take a step back and really understand that the culture in hockey, culture in life, but, you know, we're talking hockey here, is that uh, minorities get a really hard time just for being minorities, and that's not fair. And that's about as kind a way as I can possibly put it without getting into hysterics about how ridiculous it is that this stuff keeps happening. It's awful. So we didn't, we didn't see the Boko Mama thing. And now people are, there's a, there's a guy who uh, he's a, he's a, frankly, he's a bit of a clown. Michael Tracos uh, writes for the Toronto sun or the star or one of those. Oh yeah. T-R-A-I-K-O-S. Um, just as an aside, last year he was he 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 sent out a tweet going, 
it'll never cease to amaze me grown adults wearing helmets when they're riding their bicycles. Oh, that was the guy? That guy. The same, and this is the same person that wrote up the, uh, well, actually, about uh, Peterson, right? Or Panetta. Panetta, sorry. Yeah, he's the same guy that wrote the, that feature, which I didn't read. I'm, I'm not going to click on it. Yeah. Didn't talk to um, Jordan Subban for the piece, interestingly. Yeah, how, how, how convenient that is. Yeah. So Jordan Subban hasn't walked back any of his feelings about the situation at, that I'm aware of. Um, Andrew Shaw came out in defense of Panetta as well. He would never do that. What he was doing, you know, like, I believe in. Shaw was like, like such a... The thing with Shaw, too, is that he mentions, well, he's my cousin and I know him and he's a good person. Yeah. I'm sure yeah. he is a good person. However... <laughs> for whatever reason that kid because he is a kid and despite shaw having a huge talking to about a whole bunch of other stuff in years past about you know being homophobic and then being the <laughs> the face of the habs franchise for you know hockey's for everybody oh you gotta you gotta do better because that just that just goes to show that what did shaw learn well, so the, the, the thing that I was saying the other day is yeah. like, is this within the realm of possibility? Like right. he was actually mortified. It, he, it seemed to me, you know, he was very nervous and mortified. Part of that probably has to do with, damn, am I going to get a rest of, uh, am I going to be able to play? Am I going to have a career here? Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. he obviously has to do damage control. He seemed very nervous and worried and, but the, the, the point is that was brought up in response to um, this Tracos guy's tweet today about, how, hey, I believe him, blah, blah, blah. He's another guy that I believe him. Mm -hmm. um, Tracos almost famously, also famously had a bunch of shitty things to say about P.K. Subban back in the day at the time of the trade. Mm -hmm. uh, interestingly. Um, so, 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 so one of the replies was there was a ref right there did maybe you maybe you can ask the ref because he immediately ejected panetta so why don't you get like a first hand witness who would be like you know a neutral party and there you're going to get your story instead of tr trying to do this puff piece on this player because like you say like uh, i'm sure that Jordan Subban has had similar gestures made to him throughout his his short career, like playing career or as a player throughout his life. So I think he, I'm I'm gonna believe Jordan. How about that? Yeah, because right? they have they have I'm more Jordan's feelings. They have more lived experience, being yeah. being who they are. That yeah. I I me being a healthy straight white man can ever ever imagine you know whatever sympathy i feel marginal as it is yeah you know for the offender it's like you know i have to hope that the guy can learn but it's like being surprised by the backlash no you gotta take yeah you know, take your shoes off yeah think about it for a bit and i'm yeah i'm not a fan of both sides mm -mm. like or sort of like equalizing both sides no. I, I i think that's like you know that kind of fence sitting i think it's kind of you know kind of gutless um so i don't like that but the only thing that i recall was it, there was after the time that um um andrew shaw called that ref that slur mm -hmm. back when he was a black hawk then there was a time when he was a hab that he got he got penalized and he went to the box and he was on screen oh, yeah. shouting. It looked like he said, you fucking F word. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And everybody's like, what the, like now this is the, you can play guy, blah, blah, blah. And it turned out he was saying, it's not fucking fair. He was saying fucking fair. Yeah. So, you know, like people are, people, people can be quick to judge and, and just sort of malign, um, especially when there's like you know a past history like in andrew shaw's case right so but like i don't know 
I don't know. I don't I was know. Going to, um, it's read. the way Jordan Subban took it. Oh, yeah. That we have to validate. So Jordan tweeted about that in particular. Um, Jacksonville Iceman, that's the ECL, ECHL yep. team. Uh, overtime began with a rough fight resulting in multiple penalties on both sides. Quote tweet from Jordan Subban being more like Jay Panetta, added him, uh, was too much of a coward to fight me. And as soon as I began to turn my back, he started making monkey gestures at me. So I punched him in the face multiple times and he turtled like the coward he is. There, fixed it. Oh. Yep. Oh. I yeah. am on uh, Jordan's side with that. Yeah. Bar none. Now, yeah. um, people people justify it by tweeting out photos of Tom Wilson making doing that pose or whatever in the in the penalty box towards a, another player, a Caucasian player, uh, and say, "Look at everybody does it." Not That's not everybody. Convenient. Tom That's Wilson probably did it once, and Tom Wilson isn't quite a paragon. Of yeah, a person, exactly. well, more of a paragon of a player. I'll get yeah. a lot of people have weird opinions about Tom Wilson. Yeah, great guy, awful on the ice. It's like yeah. a Jekyll and Hyde. You know, yeah. he's you know Doctor Jekyll. You know, oh wait, Mister Hyde. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's Doctor Jekyll. Mister Hyde is like. They're both evil names to me. <laughs> I know. I forget which one is which. I think the good doctor would be in higher regard in those Victorian times. Whenever that was written. Anyway, good guy off the ice, a, an absolute nightmare murderer on yeah, the ice. He, right? want, so. he wants to hurt people. So, Boko Amama, uh, he tweeted out, I've been yeah, dealing what with, did he say? I've been, I've been dealing with situations like this my entire life as a person of color playing youth hockey through junior and now twice as a professional. This keeps happening to me over and over again. This is his uh, situation that had occurred. Mm -hmm. uh, we have enough to worry about as a pro, as pro hockey players, and it saddens me. When anyone has to deal with these type of issues, it's frustrating and disheartening that this is still going on in 2022. Even though I honestly believe the sport has made positive strides, we, capitalized, still have a long way to go to educate the ignorant and to make hockey a safe place for everyone. My hope is that people learn from this and someday hockey will truly be for everyone. And that's the big thing that is in question. Hockey is for everyone. That's an NHL initiative and man... They're doing fuck all about it. Yeah, they're doing fuck all. Yeah, so and that's Except that for the occasional promo. So, so goddamn ridiculous. Oh my god. That's right. So, let's see here what's going on here. Oh yeah, and then just back in September, remember the guy? Uh, you know, say. For international hockey, peeling a uh, banana and oh, eating Jesus it. Oh, Jesus Christ. This happens like every other month and people are like, what do you mean it's rampant? Like, open your fucking eyes, you yeah. shitbag. Fuck. God damn it. It's freaking sports and he sometimes. Was, he was not trying to hide it. He was not trying yeah. to do it behind anybody's back. Oh, no, no. He, he, was, pe he was peeling very, potatoes. Very comfortable doing that. What? He what? Very, felt very comfortable doing that. I don't peel potatoes like that. No. Anyway, just so... Oh, my God. Awful. So, a bunch of teams release statements. All right. See what happens. And Montreal is one of them. Yeah. All right. Some happier news. Canada's Olympic roster was announced. And we have a ton of former Habs on it. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's take a gander at this. Uh, Daniel Carr. Remember him? Start the car. I had do. A, start the car. Had a great... Um, the first shift, first shot, first goal of his career was against the Carolina Hurricanes. Nice. Yes. Good job. Because fuck those guys. Um, seriously. Uh, David DeHarnay. Davey. Ah, oh, that's going to be so great. Yeah. I hope he gets to be team captain. You know, team Canada's captain. Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. I'm sure he won't. I'm sure it's going to be uh, freaking Eric, um, Stahl, Eric Stahl for sure. Another former Hab. And also Jordan yes. Wheel. The Wheel yeah. Deal. Woo. That's going to be pretty good. And also... Kind of an aside, but Josh Hosang also named to the Olympic roster. Good for him. He's currently, yeah. however, with the goddamn Toronto Maple Leafs. Mm. In the in the system. Yeah, in their um yeah. system. He plays for the Marlies. And yeah. then also another great former hab, greatest mustache on the team, Mark Barbario. Oh, yes. Oh. I remember I watching him as an ice cap, and I always liked him quite a bit, but 
Yeah. Kind of quite. Uh... Looked like John Oates. Yes. Good call. So yeah, yeah a bunch of former Habs, uh, you know, gearing up uh, for uh, Team Canada. I like the I like these weird Team Canada rosters. I would love yeah. to see current NHL players, but hey, this is pretty cool too. It is going to be yeah. entertaining. And our coach Claude Julien. Ah, Claude! Oh my God! Imagine that. Jordan yeah. Wheel and Claude reunited. That's pretty cool. Oh, I hardly slept last night. Sorry, guys. Hey, don't worry about it. I never sleep. Long day. Actually, I've been sleeping better lately. Weird. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I go to bed at like 1 or 2 and I wake up and I'm pissed. That's my usual like life. So, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um... Okay, that's actually all the news. So let's talk about all the fucking games that happened. Okay, Kent Hughes, bam, hired. Habs, they are on the road in Dallas, Texas against the Stars. Um, And by God, the Habs won that game 5-3. It was a grinder, though. Shots were 51-22 against. But the Habs made a fucking game out of it. Yeah. Pretty wild. Pretty wild time. Um, That was Montembeau had himself a night. Yes. An incredible yeah. performance by uh, Montembeau. And it started a bit of a trend where <laughs> the Habs gave up yeah. 45 shots or more each game last week. Which is crazy. Because yeah. if that happened again yesterday, that would have been the fourth game in a row. That would have been an NHL record for shots against in consecutive games. But wow. that didn't happen yesterday, even though the Habs got themselves it was a disgrace. Disgraceful performance. However, we want to talk about a good performance. Christian Dvorak opens up the scoring on the power play in the first period, seven minutes in. And then, by God, the freaking the goal hoard around the world. Michael Pozzetta ripping into the crease. Uh, Nick's, oh, yeah. I, I could have sworn this was a Nick Suzuki shot, but it wasn't. This is a, no. this is apparently a, a, um, assists from Evans and Lekkonen. Uh, puck hits the goalie's pad, smacks into Pizzetta's face, into the goal. Twenty seconds later, two nothing halves in the first period. And he, they all just acted like this is normal. Oh yeah, that's normal. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, that thing shot up and pow, right in the net. So good for him. He's. I'll say it. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. That kid is a beauty. Oh yeah, no, no, Pizzetta. He he should be definitely our everyday yeah. fourth or third yeah. liner, without a doubt. Yeah, has to stay. Yeah. Um. Uh, then Jacob Peterson uh, gets one for the Stars. 2-1 Habs going into... Oh, I'm so sorry. No goals in the first. This is all second period action. So 2-1 going into the third. Habs have a lead, by God. Then, yeah. one... Oh, that's right. Dallas on the power play. Tyler Toffoli and Nick Suzuki combine to get themselves a shorty. Make it 3-1 Habs. Uh, then uh, Christian Dvorak on a breakaway. 4-1 Habs. Then, second of the night for Christian. That's right. Second of the night for Mr. Dvorak. Almost got himself a hattie. And then Tyler Sagan comes in, gets himself a goal. Oh, yeah. this That's right. Freaking four goals in the first oh, five yeah. minutes of this period. It was wild, wild hockey. Yeah. And then uh, once you know it, a minute later, Josh Anderson said, fuck off. And got himself a goal. His eighth of the season. He might yeah. be leading the Habs in goals, actually. Uh, Joe Pavelski... Uh, with a power play goal at the tail end of the third period to make it 5-3. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, the Habs actually put together quite a game somehow. I would like to know how Tyler what Tyler, how Tyler how Sagan did uh, Jonathan Drouin dirty because I've never seen Jonathan Drouin that aggressive got, like that. That got never. so ugly. Now that you're saying that, oh, my God, yeah, because uh, there, was a, there was a face-off again at – I think it was near the end of the game again. Unless I'm yeah. wrong. And uh yeah, this was at the end of the game, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, twelve minutes left. Whatever. Twelfth minute of the third period. Sorry. There was a. Uh, uh oh wow. Oh wow. Okay. Uh cross check against Tyler Sagan. Served by Ryan Paling. That was on the faceoff dot. Sagan cross checking against Thruan, so they got traded uh cross checking penalties. Misconduct Anderson against Jamie Ben. And this is all at the same time, the same play. Jamie Ben misconduct yeah. Josh Anderson. Okay, so refs are like, uh, we're just gonna yeah. call them both. I keep on meaning to go back and look at that. And then through when though got an additional game misconduct 
against Tyler Sagan. And that was getting... Okay, now I remember. That game was getting quite chippy at the very yeah. end. So, what can you do? Oh, yeah, and then the last penalty of the game was a... Was a Jeff Petrie delay game. Puck over the glass. Who would have thought? Oh, Jeff Petrie. Kind of weird. Kind of weird. Stars of the game, Montembo, Dvorak, Toffoli. Um, yeah, so the Habs won that game. First win of the Hughes era. The comeback begins. God yeah. damn it. So there's that. Um, oh, yeah, one of the things there, well, power plays are kind of weird for that game because they all happen at the same time. But the Stars had seven power plays in that game. Only scored on one of them, which is good because the Habs penalty kill has actually been pretty good. Um, everything else is in trash. <laughs> Unfortunately. Next game. What was the next game, Colorado. The Golden Knights. So they're in Las Vegas. Yes. This is the first time I've ever missed a Habs at Vegas game since Vegas became a team for the yeah. regular season. I've seen every regular season game, but I could not make it this particular year. And I'm quite sad because I love visiting my mother in Vegas. Yeah. And Watching hockey together with her. Yeah. Uh, with that being said, the 20th was a Thursday, I assume. And I was playing hockey, so I couldn't watch this game. Though I think it all fell apart the second that I started watching it. Yes. It was 3-2 Montreal at the beginning of the third. Marshall So ties it up with a power play goal. Make it 3-3. And then it's overtime. Shea Theodore with the uh, with the goal in overtime, unfortunately. Um, so I don't quite have a lot to remember from that particular game, aside from, hey, we got a point out of it. Who would have thought? Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. I might I might have some feline company on the table here in a Ooh. second. Just warning you. Shots. <laughs> 53 Maybe to you. 27. Yep. That's a lot of shots. And once again, it was Montembeau. Yeah. So minding the net. Uh, Colorado Avalanche, a power freaking, oh my God, what an absolute crazy team. Uh, they are very good at what they do. Uh, but the Habs hung tight. Um, Alex Newhook scores for Colorado in the first period. Um, that settled all the scoring for the first period, one nothing. Avs, uh, they quickly make it 2 nothing though on the power play. But Artori Lekkonen cuts the lead in half, then followed by Nick Suzuki. Power play goal in the third period, which uh, eventually forces an overtime. Then it's Gabriel Landeskog, of course, in overtime. So the Habs are 1-0-2 in the Hughes era from this past Saturday. Um, unfortunately, Habs could not stop the Avalanche power play, as they got two out of four attempts there. And the thing is, man, the Habs, they take a lot of penalties. Hey, look, there's a kitty cat. <laughs> there's a kitty cat oh my gosh hello kitty <laughs> awesome and then probably the the main topic of this evening is that game last night against the wild um Habs had a Sunday to rest traveling to uh then Minnesota face off against the wild and um it was a it was a car crash in slow motion uh, Mike Hoffman scores in the first uh, minute and a half of that game uh, f with a feed from Dauphin and Petrie. Make it one nothing Habs. Then it became a Jared Spurgeon, followed by Marcus Foligno. Game was two. Spurgeon's, Spurgeon's elbow. That's right. And then the uh, the phantom elbow that knocked Christian Dvorak out of the game was not called. And it was a play in the crease. So kind of hard for refs to miss it. Subsequent action, not taken. Spurgeon's free. It's a, it's a joke. It's a complete joke. 2-1 uh, Avs. Uh, no, 2-1 well, Wild, excuse me, going into the second period. Not a disaster as of yet. But then, four minutes into the second period, Connor Dewar uh, gets his uh, first of the season. I think it's his first uh, goal as a player, apparently. Uh, against yes. the Habs, 3-1. 20 seconds First later, yeah, 20 seconds later, Nico Sturm, St Sturm, yeah, gets his seventh of the season. It is 4-1 wild, uh, four minutes into the second period, and Ducharme calls a timeout. That probably did not help. 
Uh, but actually, apparently it did, because the next pers person that scored was Matt Zuccarello with a blistering, incredible shot from the freaking goal line. That was just absolutely unfair. 5-1, uh, wild going into the second intermission. Uh, game is lost at this point because, like, oh yeah, there's there's no way the Habs can make up something like that. No, and there was also this little hot shot player over there, little hot dog, trying to score between his legs and just like it seemed oh, yeah. to me like he was he was trying to humiliate Caden Primo. The, it that wasn't a piece of shit, it, and I think Jeff Petrie finally took exception to it. It it was getting to that point where the Wild yeah. were just toying with the Habs. And no, but Caden uh, Primo in particular. And mm. that one little asshole that skated around and around and around, like pulled the Lars Eller, just going skating around in a circle. Also a trade, same kid. Also a trademark uh, play of uh, Jordan Wheel. I remember his backhand skating was incredible. <laughs> it's okay when Jordan does it. Jordan doesn't do it with that intention. Yeah, that was, uh, that, was, that was embarrassing. Well, it's because all night, even before things started getting out of hand, Whenever the Habs are playing in their own zone, no idea yeah. what the plan is. Zero comprehension. And I've mentioned before, like, oh, the Habs get the puck and they can't clear the zone. Now yeah. they're not even getting the puck. No. And uh, that was that was readily apparent last night. And um, part of part of um, it looked like part of the game plan too for Minnesota was um, just laying bodies. Like they just attacked anybody who had the puck, even during a power play. Mm -hmm, you know how mm -hmm. the Habs, or sorry, on the penalty kill. You know how the Habs on the penalty kill just stand there mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and wait to see what happens. Minnesota was attacking whoever had the puck. They were just yeah. like, like there was. Um, that's that's the kind of penalty kill that I want to see from the Habs. It but was um, maybe at, when Edmondson's back. Or, yeah, at one point of. Um, during the first period, uh, face-offs were 75-25 against the Habs. That is, there's no excuse for that at the at the professional level. It looked uh, like men's against boys. Yeah, it was, um, Josh Anderson put it perfectly uh, at after the game. They said that we were playing skinny and we were just getting, that yeah. it was no contest. Yeah. Um, at the end of the game, it was a 39-61% against with face-offs. Shots were 39-21, so that horrible record NHL yeah. league-wide history-making did not happen, thank God. Uh, but let's see, third period, Rem Pitlick for the Habs gets one against his former team, 2-5, Wild, then three unanswered goals by the Wild to make it an 8-2 yeah. affair. That ended in... That ended in... Two crazy scrums, which was it or or more? Oh my god! Well, the thing that 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 completely blew my mind is that Wild, you know, have the puck in like the final minute of play, going on to like the thirty second mark. You know, guy coasts it behind his net to set up a play, and he just waited there. Like they were not; they were going to let the 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 game cycle down for 30 seconds never seen that happen before ever like in any game no matter what you know so uh there's that uh that it goes in for a hit you know to get the puck dislodged what's the you know what what's the forward thinking what's the smarts for that probably not a lot game is lost but uh you play until the whistle happens you know yeah. that's like that in any yeah. sport you play the whistle and that's it yeah, and uh, the Wild didn't do that, and I can understand why. The coach too, uh, for the Wild, whenever they got a power play in the third period, they weren't putting their top power play unit on either. No, he they were pulling their punches, and that's like yeah. enough of a. Mm -mm, I'm not into that. Mm -mm. Yeah, you play yeah. professionally. Don't care what the score is. Yeah. So there's Easy. that. Poor, poor McNiven. Jesus Christ. Oh yeah, McNiven. Two of those goals came like 20 seconds apart. Yeah. Well, well, McNiven uh, started the third period, and um, yes. that was his NHL debut against the Wild in a blowout. So, uh, Promo, yeah, 84, save percentage, whatever. McNiven, 57. Because, uh, yeah, they were getting blown out of the water left, right, and center. 
So last night we were talking after the game about how this something has to happen here. Yeah. Like I know you were you're on the Ducharme train, but like this is I'm not I'm not on his train. I don't blame him. Well I'm I'm not pro Ducharme, but I don't blame him like everybody else does. I I, I don't put this on there's just like the perfect storm of everything this this season. And he's your first year coach. And who are you going to replace him with? Because if you're firing him, you got to replace him. But I'm I'm still I'm still in favor of whatever it takes because Gorton and Hughes can't just cross their arms and say, you know, and then just like it's con- and and have the have the players be continually demoralized, just embarrassed, night in, night out. Yeah. Um. So a shakeup of some kind, I think, is in order. Like I. I I would. I was thinking last night. Ducharme's not going to survive this game. He he's not going to survive this. I was thinking that. I was thinking like um, my thing is that you know I've been on the we got to replace Ducharme because the ship is sinking. The ship is has sank, and yeah. what he's doing is that he's still drilling holes. You know yeah. that's what I think he's doing. But like last night, I'm thinking like it almost has to be an entire like sail. The only thing I think is redeemable, and I cannot believe I'm about to say this is the special teams because as bad as it's been you know there's some there was some life in the power play every once in a while but now Caulfield and Druen are out and that's like Mm -hmm. our most dynamic guys but when they were on the ice together opposite ends of uh, the half boards whoa buddy they could actually move the puck um Oh my God, last night, you know, I was on the Happy Hour account uh, tweeting about the game. Perfect game to tweet yeah. about. First time in like oh, a fucking Christ. month. <laughs> Jeff Petrie, he was sh- shooting, his shots were hitting the goalie. By God. Yeah. That never happens. So, you know, something, something, something's coming around. Jeff Petrie is actually getting points in games now. As bad as he's been, he's at yeah. least producing a bit now. Um, yeah. But the reason I bring him up. Is that what is Luke Duch- what is Luke Richardson doing with this defense? I have no idea. Because that is the biggest mystery to me. As bad as, as the team's been, you can't get offense if your defense is fumbling like yeah. all game. Fumbling. Fumbling, fumbling. So bad. So to me, it's Ducharme, Richardson, and I guess their goddamn uh, assistant coach whose name escapes me too. Oh, yeah. The guy who was in COVID protocol? Yeah. Freaking, of course, I can't remember his name. Stupid me. It's not a memorable name. Nope. Nope. No. Damn it. Why can't they just have the. uh... Oh, everyone's name where I need it. So I didn't really I didn't really follow Hab's Twitter at all today. That's the usual. Because, I mean, it's just the usual, right? It is just the usual. It's it's doom and gloom for you know, for good reason. Like, my God, they're yeah. bad. But, 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 but. um, Like, everyone's that's favorite. That's what everybody wanted. Everybody wanted to, to, to lose all season. Well, you know what the thing is, too, is that something that's that started creeping into my head a bit. But Jack Todd, people's an amazing count. People love him. Like from <laughs> from East Coast to West Coast, people love Jack Todd. But I thought oh, that yeah. this particular tweet was enlightening. He said, "You know, I think the only reason the Habs got so far in the playoffs because Ducharme had no chance to put in his system. What is the system that they're trying to do?" Drewen mentioned in a in a you know in a practice yeah. or, or or a post game at some point where he said, "We're just not playing the system. The system works, but we're not playing it." But it's like. Yeah. I, I get it. There's a lot of roster turnover, but man, what is that system? I want a PowerPoint presentation on what that system is because apparently every other team in the league knows it except me, except us, <laughs> except the, the Habs. The Habs don't know it. They watch a lot of tape. They watch it's a lot of tape. So crazy. Like, what yeah. is the plan? I have no idea. No, me neither. There, there are times when the Habs, when they're in the offensive zone, when they can actually get the zone time, oh my God, some good stuff sometimes happens. But yeah. good Lord, when, they, when they're trying to get the puck out of their zone, it is, uh, it is a disgrace. So bad. I, like, I mentioned it last week. How many words can I use to describe this Habs team? Bad. <laughs> awful. 
abortion of sport. They have no idea what they're doing. Yesterday was inept. They were inept. It was so bad. That's a harsh word for me to say about a sports team. Inept. But yeah, I think they just like awful, 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 awful. It was it was really hard to watch. Mm. And I was and like I was I was really not feeling well last night, so I was just kind of watching with one eye open. Oh yeah. But then you know, Jordy Ben scored. I'm like, oh my god, I'm out. That's right, Jordy Ben's first of the season. Sleep <laughs> when Jordy Ben scored. The night is over when yeah, he scores. That's that's. So, I mean, yeah. Um. And then we tuned back in because Max is like, hey, let's see what's going on. And I'm like, uh, sure. And then that's when we saw Pizzetta pick a fight. And yeah. oh, Josh Anderson was he was raring to get out on the ice. Oh yeah, there was. Oh man. People, oh, it was yeah. getting good. I'm, I am all for the Habs becoming a goon team. Fine by me. Just <laughs> yeah. let them. Just let them do just it. Just like, you know, try to find a way to enjoy the rest of the season. Yeah, something, right? My God. Yeah. Oh, see, okay, this is what I was looking for before. Okay, all right. There's that. There's an actual hockey operations page on the Habs uh, website now. Yeah. Look, and there's all the people. There we go. Okay, okay. Trevor Latowski is the assistant Litowski. coach. Yep, yep. And yeah, um, yeah. man, good. Dom, man, I think your days are numbered. I don't know when it's gonna happen, but ugh. they're they're at home. The next game is uh, I have it here. Next game is at home. They have today to rest, tomorrow to rest. Then they're up against the Ducks on Thursday. And they have a homestead uh, for the next uh, three. Oh, my God. They're at home until February 20 is our next away game. If they can't, like, go 50%, and that's asking a lot, I think. Like, win half of these games. I don't know, Dom. I do not know. Yeah, well, it wasn't uh, Jeff Gordon, the guy. I mean, we do know that Jeff Gordon was the guy that that um, put out that, you know, that press release. You know, we're just going to lose for the rest of the season with the Rangers and, you know, rebuild and do all that stuff. Um, and I remember making fun of that letter. I was like, who does this? Who does this? Who who dares yeah, does I, this? And I they're actually fine now for the players. Yeah, uh, they're OK. They're um, pretty good. Look at freaking Adam Fox. Freaking players that they have now. God damn it. Gotta... Um, yeah, sorry. Can... No, no, it's so okay. No, no. What the hell, um... Veronica? <laughs> the Ottawa Senators beat the Buffalo Sabres 5 nothing tonight. Sorry, I just saw that pop up on here. Crazy. Wow. Freaking Ottawa freaking Senators from Ottawa yeah. freaking Canada. <laughs> God. They're going to win the lottery. Uh, yeah, they probably will. Yeah, and so yeah. all this. The the Rangers are first in the their division. The is so stupid. The Rangers are first in their division in fourth overall. They're doing just fine. Oh, okay. They I are th- really haven't paid attention. They are three points they out haven't of. Been, they haven't been great first. Like in the past couple years. No. But anyway. But this year they got it together. And who to thank? Yeah. Jeff Gorton. That's why I think that maybe. Gorton's just going to stick to his original two charms here till the end of the season. And then he got up and walked out. Yeah, that's going to, and then it's like, oh, imagine. He doesn't care the pain that the players are in. Imagine the goal. I mean, imagine the coach search if that happens. Jesus Christ. I don't even know. Well, there's like five. Yeah. There's like five because he's got to be a francophone. As bad as the season is right now. The Habs have a better goal differential than the Arizona Coyotes. How is that possible? We're also halfway through the season now. And we haven't won 10 games. Haven't won 10 games. We're at we're, we're going at a 28% oh, right. clip right now of uh, points percentage. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Doing so good. Great. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. We're actually out of time. Yeah. We did it. I was it. just looking at that. We did it. I we made it. it. Hey, good job. Proud of you. I'm just looking at Thanks all the... Thanks for agreeing, uh, too. 
yeah. record a little bit later, too. Of course. No problem. I don't mind no. that one Eden. bit. Wasn't there something else that was going on? Oh, yeah. One other thing. Uh, Jeff Petrie, congrats on uh, 300 points in his career as an NHL player. How cool is that? Yay, Jeff Petrie. Yeah, Petrie. <laughs> All right. That's it. Uh, we're done. Uh, we'll we're done. Re record uh, we next week sometime. Uh, I think. I don't think. Let's see. Let me see if uh, there's a Do game. Do we play next. on Monday? Monday. We. There's no Habs game. Is the last day of January next week, the 31st. We may have a guest. Oh, we may. Yes. Wow. First time yes. in a while. Yeah. I'm sure we're going to have a lot of great stuff to talk about. Yeah. I love him. Hmm. I love him. Uh, Lots of people have have such a such have such a hard time with him, but I love him. Sounds he like has him. no hairs on his tongue. <laughs> that is right. Yes, I ah, oh, yeah. I recall now. Yes, yeah, a very polarizing <laughs> person. Yeah, in, in either language, mind you. I really enjoy him. I always have. I don't mm. agree with everything he says, but I really enjoy him. I respect him. Frankly, one of the so. people I would love to meet up with in Montreal. Totally. He seems like a fucking hoot. So, yeah. okay. Maybe okay. a maybe a guest next week and we'll figure that out. But that's it. Yeah. That's it. Have a good one. Like, subscribe. Bye. Oops, subscribe. <laughs> Punch my microphone there. Oh Straight. no. <laughs> bye. Bye 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 bye. bye.